I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Goals. This is a very special episode. It's the 50th episode and I am so very thrilled to have made it to this point. Uh, it's been an adventure, not always easy or fun, but definitely a learning experience that I am immensely grateful for. I met some amazing people because of the show, learned a great deal, and I like to believe that I have grown. Uh, but the reason I made it to the 50th episode is because of you guys, the listeners, who have shown me so much love, be it through the reviews, emails, or DMs, especially uh, the DMs. They are always the sweetest and they always make my day. And I always feel so privileged when uh, you guys share your concerns with me, when you trust me with your life issues, when you trust me to help you with something private and something uh, emotional that you're struggling with. So thank you so much for all that love, all that trust. Thank you. Uh, And as I said, this podcast, creating it and running it has been a massive learning experience. Uh, And in the spirit of that, and the fact that we are only a couple of weeks away from the new year, I want to share the 10 most important life lessons that I've learned that have helped me uh, survive some pretty nasty storms in my life and that I hope will someday come to your rescue when you find yourself confused, lost, and unable to make the right choice. So all of these lessons, I have learned each and every one of them the hard way, and I don't always remember them, which is why journaling about them, creating blog posts, Instagram posts, and now a podcast episode around them helps me not just share them with my fellow travelers in the journey of life, but to also course correct, you know, to remind myself of all that my past experiences have taught me. It helps me remember in the best possible way all that I need to do to be in order to live the best possible life that I can manage. A life where I'm awake to all the wonder and possibilities, where I may not always be successful with my efforts, but the efforts have honesty and a dignity to them that no amount of defeat could ever take away. And most importantly, all of these lessons repeating them allows me to consistently grow and if we can do that actually learn from the experiences of our life from our mistakes I honestly feel it's something we should all congratulate ourselves on so let me share my life lessons with you in the hopes that they'll help you like they've helped me but I also want you to do something before the year ends I want you to write down or reflect on the life lessons that you've learned through your own experience So many of us don't stop long enough to actually record our experiences. And it's such a missed opportunity. This is one of the reasons why I recommend journaling so much. But even if you don't journal, please, before the year is over, take a few minutes and pen down all the life lessons you learned this year and that you feel can have an impact on the journey forward. I promise you that this exercise will make a huge difference to the character and the mindset you carry into the next year. 
just try it and you'll see for yourself and if you do do this exercise i will love it if you share it with me you can do it on instagram dm me or share it in your stories and tag me you can even email me and of course you'll find all the information you need in the episode description now to start with i want to share with you three of the most important most profound life lessons i've ever learned before we get to the rest of them uh, but these three life lessons they came out from the worst or the best period of my life depending on how you choose to look at it so to give you some context here on the show i have shared before my struggle with uh, depression anxiety and my dependence on pain pills and how everything came to a head when i had a physical breakdown i passed out in the middle of a deserted road at around 9 pm in the night and i woke up terrified and exhausted dragged myself home got really sick and ended that night on the bathroom floor and i remember waking up in the morning and feeling so completely uh, disgusted with myself uh, and knowing that i've i've hit rock bottom officially hit rock bottom uh, but i also knew in that moment that this is it that if i don't ask for help today this very day things will get way worse and i may not be able to come back from it another thing that i was sure of was that i didn't want anyone else getting involved in my mess that i was going to fight that particular battle on my own that i needed to fight that battle on my own so i got the help i needed went to the doctor therapist my recovery mentor did all the workshops and the support groups everything on my own it was very scary in the beginning i so desperately wanted to reach out to someone who would listen to me hold me tell me that it's all going to be okay tell me that they're proud of what i'm doing maybe be a part of that journey in a supportive way but i didn't and that honestly was the beginning of the rest of my life later when my friends and family found out they were so pissed obviously but i had to do it alone and i'm glad that i did because of the things that i learned about myself and about life during that period those lessons are invaluable to me and they have carried me through so much so after i had completely recovered i went on to help a lot of other people especially abused women who had somewhat given up on their life ever being any different women who had lost faith i helped these women or at least uh, i became a small but contributing element in their journey from being a victim to a fighter so i would go to these places and i would meet all these people and see all this pain and then i would go home to my apartment to my very <laughs> empty apartment feeling so disappointed in humanity so disillusioned and i would just pour it all out in my journal i would talk to god the universe i would do my meditations and all the exercises uh, that helped me feel better and protect my own mental health uh, but at that time i didn't reach out to anyone again i didn't look for someone to lean on and i think during that period strangely enough i became almost possessive of my pain it was mine to bear and i didn't want anyone sharing that load it was a strange time but that period in my life became a defining part of my story because from that period the krati the me that came out of that period knew two things with complete certainty that there is no battle that cannot be won with faith and persistence and the second thing that i learned was that i am enough i am enough i am strong enough brave enough good enough smart enough to face it all and to overcome it all i discovered myself my strength detached from all my externals i was not someone's daughter someone's friend or sister i was just this girl who was physically mentally emotionally broken 
and I was also the girl who took all that damage and built herself from scratch. I took my rock bottom and I turned it into my ground zero. And since then, I no longer worry about the size of the fight that I'm facing. I don't even think about whether anyone is going to support me or not because I know who I am. If you take away my accomplishments, my education, my name, my resources, I know what I'm capable of. And I know my limitations as well, of course, but I'm also very, very aware of my strengths. So this is the number one advice that I would share with you. Discover who you are detached from all your externals. When you stand alone, what are you capable of? How many hits can you take? Because the answer to this one question can give you so much self-confidence, so much strength. And this answer, of course, can change. If you feel weak today and in need of support, that's okay. You're not always going to be this person. We grow and change with each passing day, but you need to know where you stand so that you can either take some comfort and confidence from that knowledge and show up to your next challenge with the awareness of what exactly you bring to the table. Or if the answer is not your liking, you can work to change it. Self-awareness, as we all know, is power. And just so we are clear, the point I'm trying to make is not that you shouldn't ask for help in tough times. Going at it alone, especially when it comes to mental health, is unnecessary and dangerous. A good support system, people who love us, they are definitely one of the best assets, one of the best resources during periods like that. I just want you to explore and discover who you are as an individual when every external supportive element is removed. Because that knowledge will take away so much of your fear. Knowing that you're enough and that you can take a hit and get back up is a huge, huge thing. I know that if I fall, I can pick myself up without help. And of course, maybe I'll be winded and a little broken, but I'll still find the strength to move forward. And that knowledge has sustained me through so much. Lesson number two that I think I learned very early on in life as a kid with no friends was that we must learn to find joy in our own company. This, of course, builds on my first point, but if we can find contentment and even joy in our solitude, every relationship we form after that point will happen because we actively want that person, not out of boredom or driven by the pain of loneliness, right? If we choose someone based on what they add to our life, if we choose them for the right reasons, the relationship will be healthier and will have a better chance of survival. Being alone is any day better than being with the wrong person. And a few ways you can do to enjoy your own company is by treating yourself with the love you so freely give others. Explore your thoughts and ideas. Go on dates with yourself. Find activities that you can enjoy solo. Limit negative self-talk. Make your mind a safe space for yourself. Accept yourself, even as you work on self-improvement. But really, just focus on falling in love with yourself. Something else I learned as I was recovering from my mental health struggles was that we all need faith in someone or something. I'm religious, I pray, and I have always believed that God or universe doesn't give us more than we can handle. And that faith has kept me sane even in the most challenging periods of my life. But another reason why I feel faith is so important is because in every situation that we come across in our life, even if it is not a fight, 
there are always going to be elements that we can't control and in order for us to not let those parts those variables that are beyond our control weigh too heavily on ourselves we need faith we need to believe that things will work out for the best and in the absence of a, a crystal ball that actually lets you see the future you can only do that with faith and if you can have faith you can simply play your part to the best of your abilities throw yourself heart and soul into living your life without having to constantly worry about the result and just keep faith that things will work out the end result may not exactly match our expectations but it will be in our favor so my advice my my three most important life lessons that i share with you are learn who you are as an individual separate from all your externals learn to find joy in your own company and learn to maintain un flinching faith that everything will work out eventually as they say everything works out in the end if it hasn't worked out yet then it's not the end now lesson number 4 denying access to toxic people is an act of kindness towards your own mind and soul so there is this quote by hans hessen that i think sums up my ideas around this subject perfectly people inspire you or they drain you pick them wisely I know that it's not very nice to call anyone toxic but we all have people like that in our lives people who bring us more pain than joy people who add to our self doubt people who just make life more difficult and if we are working to grow and be better with a stronger mental health more productivity and focus we also need to defend that progress from anyone who may be trying to harm our self esteem mental calm or happiness intentionally or not of course and i will also point out that any damage that's caused by toxic people goes deep and it's not always visible to us men and women alter their bodies and personalities in uncomfortable painful ways to please their partners that's not healthy children grow up incapable of forming stable functional relationships because of childhood neglect you don't think that's toxic Some of us end up with toxic people at the workplace and a lot of us have friends who mock, humiliate and batter our self-confidence in the name of fun. There is a very simple idea here. If you don't feel loved, cherished and actively happy in a relationship, get out. Happy functional relationships, they don't just exist in movie or television shows. They are a possibility in real life as well. It of course does not mean that you're not going to have bad days or bad months but nobody should make you feel like you're not enough. Nobody should make you feel like you're hard to love or that you can't be trusted. Criticism is part of life, but you'll know when someone is trying to use your flaws to take you apart. And when that happens, you need to get out. And trust me, I speak from personal experience. there is going to be a distinct before and after between life with toxic people and the life you will build free from all external toxicity and that life is going to be beyond beautiful and growth and learning will become effortless for you so please deny access to all toxic people do this kindness to yourself moving on here's something else that i learned the hard way you can't negotiate love people love differently and to their own capacity It happens to all of us. People in our life love us just not the way we want to be loved. So we bargain and plead, there's crying and yelling and sometimes things change. Everything is as we want it to be, but the change never lasts because the love that has to be negotiated will never survive the bumps. Here's what you can do instead. 
when you find yourself actively wanting someone in your life, instead of focusing on your own needs, try to understand them better. Find out who this person really is, their past experience with relationships, and their own capacity and inclination to love, which is what you need to do with every new person that you choose to love, that you choose to welcome into your life. See, if a person that loves intensely falls for someone incapable or unwilling to dive into deep emotion, one of two things will happen. Either this person will settle for being the lover in the relationship or they'll walk away. But it doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. If we really want someone in our life, we need to understand what they're capable of giving us. It doesn't mean that they are cheating us or treating us badly. They are doing their best. We have to decide whether their best is good enough for us or not. See, some of us remember each and every important date, right? Every anniversary, every birthday. While there are others who believe in celebrating only the most important milestones. Some friends may not join us at our celebration, but they always show up when we need support. Someone may ignore your texts and phone calls, but they make time for you in other ways. And some of us are really not capable of loving selflessly. But we give what we can to the best of our ability. And it's okay to love someone like that. What's not okay is trying to negotiate, pushing someone to give you something they're really not comfortable with or ready for because that's likely to end badly for everyone involved. So don't negotiate for love. Understand that people love differently and to their own capacity. Number six, when nothing makes sense, focus on someone else's pain. If you ever find yourself grappling with your uh, place and purpose in life, shift your entire focus to someone less fortunate. There are times when life takes turns that leave us winded, confused, and scared. In those moments, step away from yourself. Go to the nearest orphanage. Plan a trip to a country in dire need of volunteers. Just pour your heart and soul into bringing laughter to someone who has known nothing but pain. As you do that, you will gain so much perspective. Everything that's haunting you will start to seem so small and inconsequential. At least small enough and inconsequential enough for you not to feel diminished in front of that challenge. As you help others who have less than you do, or as you help anyone in pain, you will find the answers you're looking for and you will learn so much gratitude for what you have. And all of that will add so much beauty and so much value to your life. So the next time you find yourself confused, frustrated, step away from yourself and focus on someone else's pain. The next life lesson I would share is never give up your power by playing the victim. In life, we have to take a number of hits Painful failures, humiliating defeats, it's all a part of life. But how we choose to react to them, that defines us. In fact, it's moments like these that distinguish a winner from a quitter. Winners look at their failures as a mere setback. They accept responsibility, reevaluate their moves, and go back to the fight. While someone with a victim mentality may allow their failures to overwhelm them. They rant and rail against destiny, they blame others, but at no point do they stop to ask themselves what they could have done differently and how they contributed to the loss. The problem with a victim mindset is that it instantly takes away all your power. When you blame others for the state of your life, you admit to not being the one in control and that someone else is running your life, which is absurd because no matter the challenges you're facing, there is always a way out. Every problem has a solution. Human beings have been doing astonishing things since the beginning of time. 
We've read so many books about people who lost everything only to come back stronger, which tells us that truly where there is a will, there is a way. But only if you continue to believe in your capabilities, in your ability to bounce back. So instead of focusing on why it happened or how it happened, focus on what it is that you can do next, what it is that you can do differently. And remember that you are the arbiter of your destiny. So never play the victim. As Eckhart Tolle said, leave the situation, change the situation or accept it. All else is madness. Number eight, to move forward with conviction, you must have a clear set of values and clear goals. So we give away our power by playing the victim. Yes, but we also give away our power when we don't stand up for our ideas and ambitions. We also give away our power when we worry more about the opinions of others and less about living our truth. And all of these issues happen more often than not because we have no clear idea about what it is that we want out of our lives and what it is that we stand for. If you can't clearly visualize your goal, describe it to others and plan it with complete mental clarity, your chances of success are slim. So get clear on your goals, get down to specifics and the very nitty gritty of your plans. And more importantly, build a clear system of values that you wish to live by. At the beginning of this episode, I told you to reflect over your life experiences and pen down the lessons you've learned from each experience. One of the reasons why it's so important to do that is so we can gain clarity on what feels right to us. Develop a moral compass, know with complete clarity the course you want to follow and exactly how far we are willing to go and what we are willing to do and what we have already achieved and what those achievements say about our character, say about our personality, say about our temperament, about our ability to live a truly meaningful life. So build conviction in yourself by gaining clarity on your values and your life goals. The next life lesson, and this one is, I think, one of the more important ones and one I think we all always forget, is that the time to be bold, even recklessly bold, is when you are most afraid. Don't be pushed around by the fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart. This is a beautiful quote by Roy T. Bennett that I think really sums up the whole uh, idea here. But really, this is the one life lesson that I still have to constantly remind myself of. I have to work at it because it's not the easiest to follow. But every time I have made a decision from a place of fear, I have regretted it. Because honestly, there are plenty of reasons not to do something, but fear should never be one of them. You may not see it in the moment, but every time you kill a dream because you're too afraid to bet on yourself, it takes a little bit away from your character. And what if living half a life, walking away from your dreams and desires becomes a habit with you? Someday you'll look back and realize just how little you actually lived. You'll end your day struggling with regret over all the lost opportunities, knowing that you've become a caricature of the person you were meant to be. And that would be truly tragic. On the flip side, we can push ourselves to be bold in the face of fear over and over again. And hopefully over time, we'll find it easier to shove aside our fears and do what needs to be done to live a life we can truly be proud of. And I'll share here uh, the advice given by Nicola Machiavelli. All courses of action are risky. So prudence is not in avoiding danger, but calculating risk and acting decisively. Make mistakes of ambition and not mistakes of sloth. 
Develop the strength to do bold things, not the strength to suffer. Lastly, and this is a lesson I learned not just from my own experiences, but the experiences of others as well. I advise you to revel in your emotions. We are all so afraid of our emotions. We're always trying to play it safe. We're careful to cry in private. And before we tell someone of our love, we make sure that our love is reciprocated. Really, we are so afraid of judgment that we repress everything from fear to laughter, which is such a shame. When we indulge in our emotions, when we freely express ourselves, yes, it makes us vulnerable, but there is strength and beauty in that vulnerability. It's a giant fuck you to anyone trying to impose limitations on how much of yourself you get to share with the world, on how much of yourself you get to take pride in. Repressing emotions is unhealthy to our mind, body and soul and to our relationships, but it's also incredibly ineffective. Every emotion that you repress finds a way to sneak into your life in less than ideal ways. When we repress love for something or someone, it turns into anger or frustration. When we refuse to admit to disappointment and disillusion and cry over our defeats, we internalize pain. We make a home for it within ourselves and that little space tells us that there is room for more pain and that takes away some of our fight. Our emotions are what represent our humanity. It's how we feel alive. So instead of going to the movies, museums, galleries to feel something, please just revel in your own emotions. Revel in emotions as and when they enter your life. Every day, make time to sit with your emotions. Put on that sad playlist and just sit there feeling all the feels. Live out loud. Don't try to rationalize everything. Or do what's proper and right. Every once in a while, just feel without following some code of propriety. Let your emotions breathe. There's power in it, I promise. It's, it's how you'll grow to love your skin. Love the world within more than the world outside. As Vladimir Nabokov said, I have no desire save the desire to express myself in defiance of all the world's muteness. I really hope... Uh, that everything that I've shared with you in this episode helps you live a better life in some little way. Of course, each one of us is a work in progress. We won't always get it right. But the point is to keep learning from every source of information, source of wisdom, source of knowledge that we can find uh, and to keep trying to better ourselves. That's it for today. Let me know your thoughts on this episode by leaving a review on iTunes, emailing me or DMing me on Instagram. If you want to dive into similar content, go to my website, pradimehra.com, and there's a whole bunch of them for you to explore. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Now, I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself.